0: Have a beer, beer Dave. Okay, have a beer. Oh, I'm making a Caesar. I'd have a fucking beer. I'd have a beer. Hello and welcome to The Local, where locals talk local beer and brewing. My name is Brayden Hammond, and I need to apologise. <laughs> I need to apologise because this episode has been, let's say, lagering for a while. Um, it's been on the back burner a little bit. It's taken a few weeks just to get right, but you know what? I think it's going to taste pretty good. It might be worth the wait. <laughs> Um, today's episode is, I guess, now a retrospective of a competition that was run way back in November. The Bayside Brewers, Munich Dunkel, and Schwarzbier competition held at Keg King in Springvale. So let's get a BTS, or for those playing at home, a behind the scenes look at how a beer competition works and the roles of various people. We'll hear from Brett.
1: I'm um, essentially beer bitch
0: <laughs> We hear about some beer styles you don't often hear or see or taste Down at your local, we've got a Munich Dunkel and a Schwarzbier.
1: I'm thinking an easy drinking dark lager That's
0: nice And finally, we announce the results and we chat to the winner And we find out exactly what goes into a winning pint
1: There's no balls in
0: <laughs> But you said it was nutty <laughs> All right, enough chit-chat. Time to head to the bar. Let's go local. What is a competition? Is it more than just tasting beer and having a laugh? Or is it a bit more nerdy than that? Let's find out. All right, I'm here down at Keking in Springvale. Uh, Lots going on here, we've got people called stewards, not Stuart, stewards, we've got judges, we've got people hanging around like Bryce, I guess, and um, we're all here for one thing, and that is to find out who is the ultimate Munich Dunkel or Schwarzbier Brewer? I'm here with Brett, Brett, you're a steward, what does that
1: mean? So, as a steward, I'm responsible for bringing the beers into the judges, serving it to them, and uh, basically ensuring that their judging sessions is stress-free and as much fun as possible. So beer bitch? Um, essentially beer bitch, <laughs> but there's some side uh, side benefits in that uh, I get to take the, the good beers away and, and maybe recycle some of them through <laughs> myself. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. I'm here with one of our judges, this is Stu. Stu, what are you looking for when you judge a beer?
2: Um, So look I suppose we have a a score sheet that breaks it down into the different areas so aroma, uh, appearance, flavour, mouthfeel and then overall impression and we relate that back to the style guidelines that the BJCP produce. Um, So when we're looking at aroma obviously we're smelling the beer, trying to pick out the different malt characteristics, um, whether there's any obvious fermentation faults in there um, depending on the style of beer you know does it have hot presence or not hot presence if it's an IPA with no hot presence obviously that's bad um, you know appearance is it clear is it does it have a nice head on it does the head fade quickly does the color fit uh, with, with what we expect um, flavor again should match hopefully pretty closely with the aroma um, what type of bolt character do you get and rather than just saying it's malty or it's hoppy um you want to give a bit a bit of characteristics there so you know is it is a high or low hop presence is it a fruity tropical hop is it a grassy earthy spicy hop um, that sort of stuff and then mouth uh the obvious you know is it carbonated is it uh, a dark rich creamy stout is it a nice fresh zingy uh, lager and then what your overall impression is of the beer. And it's a good chance in the overall impression to give the brewer a bit of feedback about maybe areas that they could look at to improve it in the future or what you really liked about it um, and how closely you think it relates to what the beer style is um, that we're judging against. Then we give all of that a score out of 50 um, and then obviously tally them up against the rest of them on the day.
0: So it's it's more than just having a beer.
2: (laughs) It's a lot more than just having a beer despite what my wife likes to tell me. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And there's a lot of sensory evaluation you have to do to try and match a particular aroma or a flavour to a, you know, something in your head that you think, oh, okay, I, I remember that. I've tasted that before. That tastes like grapefruit, or that tastes like guava, or that tastes like, you know, fruit or something like that. So it's it's about having that sensory memory.
0: Yep. Thanks, too. No worries. Okay, ditch club president. <laughs> Someone comes up to you and goes, what the heck's a Munich Dunkel? What does that mean to you?
1: I'm thinking a easy drinking dark lager um, should maybe have hints of chocolate and some rich dark malts. Yep. Um, but definitely uh, easy drinking, not roasty. Um, you definitely want another one after finishing this beer.
0: Yeah, that's the best thing I find about Dunkel. I've made many of them before um inspired by european travels
1: yep you just want to have another one yeah exactly i think that's that's key that's what the uh the germans like when they when they drink these beers they definitely want to want to have a few yep um it's got um like it's a lager so it's technically a difficult beer on the difficult side to to brew but, um, and it's got some flavor in it, Mm -hmm. but um, you definitely want to have another glass at the end of it.
0: Absolutely. Um, Back to your point of being difficult to brew, I think it's more about care, really caring for that yeast, really caring for your um, fermentation, profile or conditions
1: yeah definitely like uh in terms of the lager side of it uh you definitely want to think about the yeast what what yeast you choose and how much you're going to throw at your beer
0: yeah
1: it's not a high gravity beer so um, but but because of the lager uh, and the the, um, lower temperature for fermentation you've got to think about how much um but you know if you get a good good ferment the yeast does its job then then the flavors come into it um what what grain you've you've thrown into it you know it's pretty basic beer um in terms of uh, grist but Mm -hmm. you know it all comes together if the if the lager side of it is is completed
0: i agree with you it's one of those things where if you put in the put in the care and put in what you, you need to do to make a good beer, it returns it to you in spades.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. this is a good example of that. Like, uh, if, you, if you do lager uh, fermentation down really well, uh, there, everything else comes into play, the, the time taken into this beer can be, really be rewarding.
0: Awesome. Okay, mm. let's hear about Schwarzbeer beer next. I think I've got Bryce. He can talk our ear off, so hopefully. <laughs> Go Bryce. He's all right. <laughs> Alright, what's a Schwarzbier? I've got Bryce Van Denderen, maker of many Schwarzbiers before. He's here to chat. What is it? Tell us what it is.
3: Um, A Schwarzbier is a beer that I've made probably two or three times. Um, Schwarzbier is best described as a clean, lager-like beer. Its appearance is usually generally close to black um pe- the but people get very excited when you can have um hues of sort of a little bit of red scarlet hue um, these beers should be um bright as in very very clear uh we're looking for uh the holy grail of a nice um persistent foamy head which is mm-hmm. going to be sort of in the sort of the tan to off-white color wow. um we're looking for a lovely sort of persistent head that's probably the hardest part for a home brewer to to really nail that in terms of aroma, we're looking for something that's probably devoid of any hop aroma. Mm-hmm. It should be sort of devoid of any yeast ester uh, profile as well. So mm-hmm. nothing like your fruity, uh, fruity ale yeasts. So nice and clean. In terms of the malt, this is probably what dominates the aroma. We're looking for something that is sort of getting to a hint of roast, uh, but would generally be very, very light. Mm-hmm. It might be also supported by basic um, underlying uh, clean Pilsner malt. That might be a little bit subdued because of the addition of coloured malts such as your crystals and your caras, and also um, well your dark, your darker roast sort of malt. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of flavour, we're looking for something that's very clean, crisp, um, very drinkable. Mm-hmm uh we're really looking for something that's not too bitter there's going to be a little bit of bitterness from the basic uh the basic um hot bittering uh charge which you know 60 minutes 45 minutes uh we're probably going to pick up a little bit of bitterness from the roast um but drinkable so it's a great trick to play on people when you hand them this beer and they go i don't like stout and then they try it and they go mm, that's not stout
0: <laughs> that's nice um that's nice <laughs> you've made one today
3: uh no i haven't made one um you've made a dunkel. i've made a dunkel ah, so i can yeah. go through the dunkel if you like <laughs> i might <laughs> leave that to someone else if that's up to you yeah is it going to win uh the dunkel i don't think so because i think you might have one in
0: No, I don't think I'm going to (laughs) run here.
3: The dunkel that I've put in is probably a little bit low on the head retention side. It's beautiful and clear. It's got exactly that spot on colour. The flavour is, the bitterness is just right. But I'm still trying to get to that multi, multi, multi... Aroma and um, and flavour as well. So I think it's kind of a little, little lacking in that department.
0: I guess we'll find out pretty soon.
3: Hopefully we will. Yeah. Thanks, Boris. Cheers, mate.
0: Okay. Competition results are in. Everything's been tallied, double-checked. I think it's about time we found out who won this damn thing. So I might introduce someone who thinks he's a little bit special. <laughs> We've got um, the Bayside Brewers president. Craig Ditcham, do you want to tell us five to one who our winners are?
1: Sure. Thanks for having me on, Brayden. No worries. Okay. So fifth is Daniel with 114 points. Well done, Daniel. Fourth is Mark with 116. In third place is Matt with 118. Second place is my co-host, Brayden, (laughs) with 120. He's the host now, is he? (laughs) (laughs) And first is... Myself, 122.
0: How How about that? Well done, Craig. Congratulations. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) Imagine that. Now, this wasn't a planned thing, but um, it just so happened that the two beers judged best on the day were by the two people who were sitting at these microphones. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Both making a Munich Dunkel. Yes, that's mm. right. So I um, love this style because I remember having it in, um, in Germany mm-hmm. and um, the Czech Republic and, and all throughout Europe, every place had a dark lager on tap and I just loved it. Mm. So ha- how about you? What yeah. do you love about Mini Dunkel?
1: Yeah, same. Uh, absolute smashable beer, um, really easy drinking, but there is tons of flavor mm-hmm. and then it's a lager, so <clears throat> it's extremely well made. Even though it's quite common, and um, you know, in Germany you see men and women tucking into it at all hours of the day, uh, because yeah, five five percent sort of thing. Yeah, uh, everyone can go and have another and, and just enjoy having a few beers.
0: That's it. I caught an overnight train into Munich yep. when I went there in 2013, and. Got off the train, it must have been like 5.30am and there were people outside a tavern having yes. big old steins. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in the right place.
1: <laughs> this is where I want to be right now.
0: <laughs> I couldn't swing it to get Jess to go and join those people in uh-huh. the tavern. Yeah, but at that's least okay. the thought was there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the next question is, mm-hmm. Craig, how did you make this great beer?
1: Okay, so um, I got lucky on two things, which I'll elaborate <clears throat> um during the discussion, but um, so first thing was uh, making making this wart. All right, so it was a 21 litre batch, um, just a few numbers. The uh, OG was 1055, which is probably a bit high for the style, which I think worked in my favour. Final gravity was around 1018. Uh, IBUs are standard 18, using Hallitel middle through 60 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, nothing special there. My um, grist was um, 90% of Munich 2. And then just a bit of crystal, caramunic three, Cara two, melanoidin. Just mm-hmm. just so go for a easy. bit of color. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used a multi-step mash. Um, just went through several temperatures just to try and get a real fermentable wort. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, but also
0: target those longer chain sugars.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. right. Yep, yep. Develop the enzymes to mm-hmm. help um, convert the, the starches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the main thing I did in this beer was um, do a decoction.
0: Right, so, so people at home might be going, did this guy just swear, or what did he say? <laughs>
1: he just said a, a fancy German word, yeah.
0: maybe. <laughs> it's, it's not on Urban Dictionary, surely, but or maybe it is. What is decoction?
1: Okay, so it's uh, pulling a portion of the mash mm-hmm. and um, actually boiling it for a short time. Okay. So um, the mash was at 72 degrees, and yep. I took out a third of that so it's primarily the grain mm-hmm. and just a bit of fluid like water sort of just slightly to cover it yep but not a lot yep and then uh that went into a pot mm-hmm. uh, my wife usually really likes this sort of thing when i borrow one of the pots from the kitchen and Were you doing it in the kitchen at <laughs> yeah that's right
0: stinking the whole house out <laughs> yeah that's right oh,
1: <laughs> i love it but everyone else hates it <laughs> so um yeah so i bring it to the boil yep and then just stir it gently for 20 minutes. Nice. So um, uh, always watching it, making sure, uh, and stirring it so mm-hmm. it doesn't um, boil or, or um, scorch or but, stick to the bottom.
0: And the worst thing is mm-hmm. that a watched pot never boils. Yes, exactly, yeah. because I
1: probably had done that in the past. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always think of decoction mm-hmm. uh, mashing as it's kind of like that quote from the castle. Do you remember, uh, I think it's Dale, goes, there's only one thing better then hey hey it's that day and that's the best of hey hey it's that day right yes so the cocoction is basically grabbing the best of your malt yes and the best of your mash and really condensing it and getting it um all those maillard reactions right that's out it. of it and you get a real malt super hit
1: yeah exactly yeah um it's just pushing the grain that bit further yeah and i think um in the score sheets that's what the judges picked up mm-hmm. so they talked about richness um, the, all the judges um, mentioned that word and um, maybe some creaminess as well. Yeah. Um, some like cloying in the mouth. Okay. And um, yeah, the maillard sort of um, flavors yeah. in there. So.
0: It adds a lot to your brew day, but obviously it's worked for you.
1: Yeah, that's right. So okay. uh, it was done during lockdown. Yep. So uh, I had the time to do it. Mm-hmm. I have brewed a few dunkles uh, over the years. And I thought, uh, I've got the time. There's nothing better to do on this weekend, so (laughs) I'll do the decoction. You know, just, as you said, it makes a longer brew day. But um, that was fine. And obviously it was worth the effort now.
0: Yeah, it was, because I did the opposite. I went short and shoddy, quick (laughs) as I could. And it obviously didn't work out for me, did
1: it? Well, it's a high-scoring beer, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pretty good beer. Um,
0: Uh, All right, what else have you got there?
1: Oh, so I'll just finish on the decoction. So uh, the... Uh, while I was doing that, the rest of the mash went to 77. Okay, and so yeah. after my 20 minutes of stirring the decoction, it went back in. So mm-hmm. um, it was at 77 and ready for sparging, uh, and away we went.
0: Excellent. And a 90-minute boil or 60-minute?
1: Uh, it's just a 60-minute. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, those hops went in right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a standard boil. Um, I did some minor pH adjustment at the end of the boil. Okay. So I been looking for around 5.1. Uh, in a dark lager, mm-hmm. at the end of the boil. So cool. yeah, I'm putting in some lactic acid. Very to, minor, just to to bring it down a little bit.
0: To hit that. So were you, from memory, above your five point one target, and you needed to bring it down a bit.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah okay, just cool. a little bit. So yeah.
0: yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Hey, I can hear you going <clears throat> along there. Mouth dry. Are you thirsty. <laughs> yes. Or should we have one? <laughs> yes, I think we should. Oh, right, let's do it. Okay. all right, Craig, let's have a beer. Here we go. Ooh. Nice head forming there, mate. Oh, yeah?
1: Looks pretty tasty.
0: Yeah, it does. I think my thirst will be slaked. Beautiful. Look at that. That's a picture. Off tap, we've got a wonderful example of a dunkel here. Ah, sticking my nose in it, I'm getting... That real rich, dark malt that you were talking about through the decoction. Um, first thing I smelt when I uh, stuck my nose in it, uh, if you will, is um, like a rich, bready crust, like mm-hmm. almost like a sourdough. Yep. That, Very good description. yeah, like a sourdough crust, a really dark one, yep. um, without being acrid or burnt. Yeah, what about you? What are you getting?
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's that dark, crusty, bready character um there's some nuttiness in there as well um it's quite complex Mm. in the aroma
0: Mm. and just having a sip now it's definitely i'm going back for another kind of beer Um, excellent (laughs) (laughs) really approachable drinkable um i can see why the germans have it by the half liter or liter
1: yeah exactly like there's plenty of flavor in there there's the the dark rich dark malts um but um it finishes dry mm. and um, makes you want to have another. So, mm.
0: and the bitterness is just just the right amount.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, I think like eighteen is all you need in mm. this sort of mm. lager, just to complement uh, the malt. Nothing wants to be big in this beer. Mm. You just yeah. want a moderate flavour, moderate bitterness.
0: Nice fine bubbles too. I'm just swilling my glass around. <laughs> mm. Yeah, very good. Thank you. All right, Craig, you're pretty passionate about yeast. Tell me what your yeast choice was.
1: So I used Munich Lager Y Yeast 20, mm-hmm. 2308. I calculated um, how much yeast I needed by the brewer's friend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a yeast calculator. Uh, so I had a nice big starter. Uh, I'd recommend um, if you're going to go down this path, you need to calculate your yeast mm-hmm. and um, why why go through uh, many, many hours of brewing this beer, including a decoction, if you're not going to spend two minutes on how much yeast you need. Absolutely. So I had a nice big starter and, and uh, threw all that in.
0: Yeah, nice. And did you oxygenate?
1: Yes, I always do. I give all my beers one minute of oxygen prior to um, putting in the yeast. Mm-hmm. And this was fermented at 12 degrees. Nice. And uh, probably I let it rise up to 15 uh, right at the very end for a few days.
0: There's a nice few little tips there of getting the monster that is 2308 to uh, create a nice little lager.
1: That's it. Yeah, mm.
0: cool. Speaking of lager, lagering. So, Craig, how long has this been on tap at Balrog, Balrog or Balrog? Balrog. Balrog. There's
1: no balls in
0: But you said it was nutty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>
1: I've only had a half a glass and we're gone.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Craig, how long have you had this on tap down at Balrog Brewery?
1: Uh, two months. Um, so I was, the other thing I was lucky with this beer is that it had extended, um, lagering,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: soon after getting this beer in keg, my kegerator broke down
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was during the, the big lock, uh, lockdown. So, uh, I, um, Rang Matt and was able to put it in his keyser for oh. for six weeks. Matt so exactly. being a,
0: a local brewer,
1: yes, that's right. A local
0: <clears throat> brewer, cool. Yeah, and so, he was obliging.
1: Yes, that's Amazing. right. Yes. Um, did it Ma- come
0: back as full as you gave it to him?
1: Yes, it did. Like, yeah, he was. Uh, he said to me, "I should have had a had a go at this." <laughs> so it it, it actually sent, uh, spent six weeks at two degrees, right? Which uh, I think has helped us clear this beer up. So it's pretty clean. Yeah, mm. absolutely.
0: wonderful so do you recommend a lager for most of these styles or
1: yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah i think um the effort um put into these beers is worth it yeah yeah Yeah. i mean because
0: they did it out of necessity back in the day but it turns out it makes a better beer
1: Mm. yeah exactly like the yeast cleans it all up i think over that extended time and the the flavors get enhanced and yeah Mm. it comes out real drinkable beer
0: Well, thanks for sharing a beer with me today, Greg.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, I might as well talk to you about the next comp coming up. We've got Mm -hmm. American IPA and Double IPA coming up early 2022. What I want um, people listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. and members of our wonderful Bayside Brewers Mm -hmm. to know is we're going to get some people on to the podcast talking about how to make a wonderful double IPA and a wonderful IPA Excellent. before then. So yep. we'll be able to get a few industry tips and tricks on how to make a really big, bold American ale. Mm, yeah, look forward to that. Um, I'm guessing you're going to put one in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
1: now after this result, I think I think I have to go in the, in the next comp. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I look forward to hearing what those people have to say. Um, we've already had Jake from Dayton's um, say mm. some good stuff. Double on, dry hopping. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Um, we're having the IPA Christmas Collective in December, so there's another good opportunity for people to to um, work on their recipe. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always the Merry Mashes comp um, ah, that yes. um, I'm aiming for us to have a real good go at. Yeah,
0: let's go, Cam. Yeah, that's right. I hope you're listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. We're coming.
0: All right, thanks for coming down to the local. Um, thank you to Craig Ditcham for hanging out, talking beer. Hope you guys enjoyed the little insight into how a beer competition works. I look forward to catching you next time at the bar down at the local.